I leave for a week, two episodes, and the moon is wobbling. The president of Haiti was assassinated. Cuba's in a multinational chokehold, getting it from all sides. Fucking Bill Cosby's back on the loose. COVID cases are rising again. Oh yeah, and then the markets, gold and crypto and the 10-year and the VIX and the dollar and uranium. There is a lot to get into. I am Gerardo Del Real along with Mr. Nick Hodge who held it down for two episodes. This is episode 126 of Bizarro World. Mr. Hodge, were you lonely? How are you doing? I was just going to say I'm glad to have you back. I don't have to uh, carry the torch alone and uh, it's always good to have uh, your witty banter, uh, positivity, and just someone else to talk to. So I'm not so lonely. No, listen, you did a phenomenal job. Um, there wasn't a mispronounced word. There wasn't, you know, um, any any sexual innuendo. There were the, the, the bad words were, were nearly non-existent. Um, so no, congrats for bringing some uh, credibility to the podcast. And I am here to undo a good chunk of that this week. It feels good to be back. Um, where should we start, Nick? I mean, I joked that I was gone for two episodes. It was only really one week. And my Lord, condos are collapsing in Florida. The Texas Democrats bailed. They got on a plane and ran away to Washington. The FBI apparently had credible evidence of the Olympic coach Nazar, the the child abuser and rapist, and failed to investigate because one of the lead agents was angling for a job with the Olympic Committee, and the fucking moon is wobbling. So where would you like to start? Man, um, (laughs) a lot did happen, and um, I had my finger on the pulse of the market, so you know, uh, we're going to tie a lot of this stuff together. And so let's start with Bill Cosby because um, I, and I, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. I was super busy. And so I'm probably not as well versed as I should be. But it's crazy that you can uh, get out on a technicality. And of course, it's uh, not crazy because, you know, uh, dozens of the most uh, quote unquote important men of the world have not even been charged for um, probably doing much more nefarious things in the circle of, of Jeffrey Epstein and others. And so we should know that it's uh, par for the course for uh, wealthy individuals to uh, combat the system with uh, lawyers. But yeah, I mean, um, I was busy working one day and I looked up and, and, and Cosby was uh, free. I, I don't know if he's going to get a show with OJ or not. I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> Not having drinks with either of those two. Look, on a serious note, let's get into some numbers because I happened to pull some up before we got to talking. Um, Only 25 out of 1,000 accused of sexual assault will receive a felony conviction. Let's start there. How hard it is to, to, to even accuse, you know, for victims to feel comfortable to accuse their attacker, let alone actually get a conviction, right? 25 out of 1,000. And, you know, Bill Cosby's, wasn't overturned on, you know, some new evidence that, you know, pointed to his innocence or, you know, some overwhelming material injustice that was committed against Mr. Cosby. It was on a technicality and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's legal fuckery at its finest. The short version of what happened is the prosecutor who initially was investigating Cosby apparently 
apparently had told Mr. Cosby that if he came in and gave a deposition and was truthful, he wouldn't be prosecuted. And again, uh, I don't know, one, why that wasn't disclosed during the discovery period in the trial. The discovery, for those not familiar, is when the uh, the, the, the prosecution and the defense have to you know, disclose all of the evidence that they have and everything that's pertinent and material to the case. I, I don't know why it wasn't disclosed, but even if that is the case, the, the, the gentleman that, that, that went ahead and made that promise to Mr. Cosby, he should be investigated. Just like we've said, you know, with Epstein and, you know, I don't care if it's Clinton or Trump. I don't care if it's Obama or, or Pence. Like if there's anybody involved with sexual assault or rapes or anything to do with any of that and they're guilty or there's enough evidence to figure out if they're guilty, get their asses to jail and let them go. Um, this right here is just, you don't talk about a miscarriage of justice. Um, I can't imagine how the victims feel. Can't imagine how the victims feel. And no, it, it made me sick. I mean, this guy's going to get to die an honorable death free eating jello somewhere. That's a sick joke, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, that's the, the, the two tier justice system that we, you know, mentioned, uh, multiple times. And, um, Sorry to bring up Epstein again, but Mr. Kenneth Starr was in the news in the in the past week as well for um, you know similar plea deals that Epstein got in in Florida all those year, years ago, and um, yeah, it makes you wonder uh, who the system is there for, right? Which is a, a common theme, I think, in this uh, podcast and a common theme of the uh, times we're in. Absolutely, let's tie that into the markets a little bit. So, who the system is rigged for? Um, because the Fed came out this week and said, "Hey." Don't worry about it, banks and S&P and Dow and NASDAQ and, you know, hedge funds and all the other people that are doing well and shooting themselves off into space. Don't worry. I will give you plenty of heads up when I start thinking about doing anything that's different than what we're doing right now. So in the meantime, despite the 10-year being at 1.30, you know, despite uh, money being able to be borrowed by banks uh, practically for free without any you know real requirements that they actually go ahead and lend to people. Wells Fargo, for Christ's sakes, just decided no more home equity lines of credit. Real estate market's hot. You know what? Middle class people, people that are you know new to the market that maybe have some equity, um, we're not going to let y'all start pulling that out. You keep that equity right here with Wells Fargo, and so you know when we talk about who the the, the justice system is rigged for, clearly for the rich clearly for the influential, but that's across all sectors. Um, that, 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 that applies to the markets and everything that's going on. And I, I, I thought it was pretty brash of Powell to come out and, you know, articulate and verbalize what we all know, but they're not even pretending anymore, Nick. They are not even pretending. And I made a video earlier this week about them not even pretending. I had seen some uh, tweets from some uh, economists, one who's fairly well-known, Austin Goolsby is professor at the University of Chicago, and they're entirely towing the uh, line of the transitory or the the short-lived inflation. Um, this one economist was uh, tweeting that he's on team inflation. I mean, I didn't think that economists were supposed to choose sides. I thought they were supposed to objectively look at the data, right? And if you objectively look at the data, you can't be on team transitory is uh, what I was saying. And so <laughs> you'll wonder whose side they're on because he was saying he didn't see any, um, he had only seen anecdotal data of uh, like uh, 
uh, rents rising, for example, but you can just type in a <laughs> uh, rent price chart and do a Google search for the past three months and find actual non-anecdotal data that um, rent prices are up 8% year over year, the fastest they've risen in a long, long time. And uh, you could also point to the CRB commodity index, which uh, remains elevated. Um, Ten-year so, ten highs, new ten-year highs this last week. In, in, incredible. And so just to 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 sit there and say that um, you still think that this inflation is transitory is um, as disingenuous as giving you know Cosby uh, an immunity deal, right? And so it, because it's the opposite of uh, reality and the opposite of 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 what's actually happening. And then uh, the other thing I saw, and it's not just the economists, it's the journalists as well, because they don't know any fucking better because most of them are dumb. Um, <laughs> and so you know, they parrot things or like I saw this one girl, lady from Bloomberg. Um, I think she's like the editor of uh, Business Week or something. And so I looked at her bio and, you know, she's the former editor of The New Yorker, you know, that that mar that famous uh, stock market publication, The New Yorker. And, uh, she had also written an intro to a food book recently. And so these are her qualifications to be uh, tweeting about inflation. And she tweeted that um, in, a, in a war reference, which I, I also like. Um, oh, she went Jerome, for the kill. <laughs> that Jerome Powell, he's not flinching because he doesn't see the whites of their eyes. You know, she was saying that, you know, he's not like you said, he's not doing anything. Uh, he'll give you plenty of warning before he does because he doesn't see the whites of their eyes. Like whose fucking eyes? Whose fucking eyes didn't he see the whites of is what I want to know. And is Jerome Powell like a warrior for race? Like what is this this war reference? And so sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, no. I feel exactly but the way you do. Yeah. What Keep I responded to, to this chick was um, like, the, who's whites? Like the whites of the homeless guys that I, I see every morning on my way into the corner. And I know you do too, Sylvia, like the increasing amounts of homeless because of the very policies that you're, you're, you're tweeting about as a pseudo expert um, that are exacerbating the homelessness crisis uh, in this country because people are literally being priced out of their homes and the, and the supply isn't rising uh, fast enough and people can't afford them because... Uh, of the cheap money uh, that's out there allowing other people to bid on the houses, uh, et cetera. And so, um, sorry to go off on a tangent, but yeah, you look at the, the market and it's clearly uh, a rigged and um, those who uh, need it and want it to go in uh, the direction of the status quo because uh, ruffling feathers is bad for their career trajectories, not necessarily their investment portfolio, because they're not fucking investors. Um, it's sad to, to, to see, and uh, we'll continue to, to call it out. And I think, and I hope people see it um, for, the, for what it is uh, more and more. It's class warfare on a global scale, people. It is war, since Mr. Powell wants to use, you know, that, that metaphor. It is war against savers. It is war against older people on stable income. It is war against younger people and people that come from the lower class that are looking for what this country was built on, which is upward mobility. It's, 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 it's what, whatever you feel about America, 
That is the genesis of it. It was people escaping persecution and prosecution and looking for a better way so that there was always an opportunity to better yourself and lift yourself up if you were willing to work hard and, 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 and take the time that it takes to move forward in life, right? And these guys and gals are absolutely doing everything in their power to make sure that the people that have, and, and look, you and I are fortunate to benefit from this in disproportionate ways because we have real estate, we have stocks, and you know, we have, you know, multiple multi-million dollar businesses, but it's 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 un, it's just it's 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 a pillage of the future middle class and they're hollowing out the entire middle class and making it to where all people can do is either be rich already or rent forever. Because again, we talked about this a month ago, the hedge funds are coming in and they are buying everything, everything in sight and turning right around, just renting it to everybody. And it's, it's, it's a damn shame. And it's, it's amazing the things as a country that we fight with each other about and the things that we don't, right? Oh, they're also placating in a, a very real way. And the people, uh, for the most part, are um, all too willing to be placated, which is also a problem. You know, I didn't always have stocks and real estates and businesses, Gerardo. I built those. And so um, on my own, I mean, with the help and, and insight <laughs> and mentorship of others, of course. But, you know, it, it wasn't given to me. Like, you know, you say already be rich. And so I certainly... Uh, wasn't already rich, but what I see happening, and it's it's a it's a frog uh, boiled alive thing, is, um, you know the 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 state um, handing out more and more under under you know both political uh, regimes to the point where um, it's reverberating in in different places uh, in the economy. And mm. I can just give you a couple of quick e examples of, uh, of how they keep people on the uh, government teeth. And, and that takes away the, the incentive or the impetus to, to hustle and get ahead. Uh, one is the child tax credit that, that started this week, which neither you or I received, of course. Um, <laughs> but now people are getting two to $300 uh, per child per month. And another one I've seen recently is um, people suing to have their uh, pandemic uh, benefits extended. Mm. Uh, and I've also seen and winning uh, in multiple states in Maryland. And uh, what was the other state I saw? It's escaping me off the top of the head, off the top of my head. But, you know, in Maryland, the governor wanted to stop the payments and someone sued and they won. And Maryland has to continue the payments. Um, and uh, yeah, another one I, I saw. So they're just suing for free money and winning. And yeah, it's, of course, not free money, which, you know, is sort of the in the background of all of this. And another thing I saw was, um, you know, keeping homeless in hotels. There was uh, a city that has uh, been housing homeless in hotels and they're making a plan to transition them out of the hotels into um other shelters and someone sued and won. They get to stay in the hotel and the government's got to keep uh, paying for it because they've got to give every uh, homeless person uh, that's in the hotel a medical exam to make sure the transition isn't going to be tough on their health. And that, of course, is all um, taxpayer money, right? Which um, maybe doesn't have to be if we can just print money out of thin air. And that's why this whole 
uh, era that we're living in is so confounding and bizarre, right? Why don't I get uh, $300 for each of my kids if we don't owe the money to ourselves, um, for example, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know what we're we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> everything, every, everything. Let, let, let's talk about how it, it actually, you know, also connects to what's going on in Cuba, you know, where where people are rioting and frustrated for the same thing. I, I wrote about this almost a month ago saying, look, start putting, you know, the essentials away to make sure that you you have enough, you know, water and and and, and food and a supply and, you know, a way to defend yourself. Because I, I, I see a situation where, you know, between climate change, you know, look at Germany, you look at all the stuff going on where you're at, uh, mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest, between that and presidents in Haiti getting killed. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. And Cuba not being allowed, you know, the Cuban citizens not being allowed to purchase X amount of food or food at all or medicine. Um, and then getting the internet cut off and, you know, all this, the, the, the protesters that are getting beat up in the streets, a la, you know, during the Black Lives Matter protest uh, here last year where people are just getting their ass beat by cops and getting cheered on by the president. All of this is all leading to, I think, Nick, the next cycle in this fourth turning. And I know that's U.S. centric, but I, I, I think it's global right now. And look, everyone, you, everyone should take precautions. Everybody, whatever your your income level is, just take some basic precautions to be able to to, to sustain a a period of volatility. Because I think it's coming. I don't see any way that it's not. Everyone's about to to level up uh i think this whole uh, unfolding this whole you know unraveling is a part of the turning it's uh, in the book but anyway this uh, it's unraveling and so um you're gonna have to take precautions like you said to stay in the game and that's sort of what i was saying not everybody wants to stay in the game and, and to me that's sad but you know again as a libertarian it's also not my responsibility to drag you to the game right um you know, if you don't want to play, that's it. But what I see is, again, people being placated and almost, you know, incentivized not to play the game, right? Yep. To stay in that uh, middle class uh, more and more and uh, being being uh, accepting uh, of it. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've always, 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 you talked about, you know, not, not growing up rich. And I, I, I didn't mean to imply that we grew up rich far from it, right? Both you and I come from sure. very humble beginnings. We are, we are well off now is kind of what I, is, is what I meant, but we absolutely um, didn't come from that. And, you know, it's part of why growing up, I was always so anti and to this day am anti receiving any help in the form of government um, be it unemployment or disability or any of that stuff, I have never taken a penny just because it didn't jive with my philosophy about the way that, you know, the urgency that it takes to become successful in life, right? I don't think that, um, that, 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 that taking the handout that allows you to sleep a little bit more comfortable and I'm not knocking anybody that does that really needs it. I understand there are situations that were that were worse than mine, but for me personally, as an individual, it's something that I always saw as a, as a, as a crutch, right? And I didn't want it because I thought it would just slow down the urgency with which I wanted to learn things and and how hard I wanted to work. And so, you know, now we're at the polar opposite, right? I had a, I had a friend yesterday that called it the uh, the polarization of nuttiness. 
right? The polarization of nuttiness is what we're going, well, what's going on and what we're all experiencing with everything politically, economically. The weather is crazy. Again, I mentioned Germany. Um, yeah, I could go on and on. We talked about the Pacific Northwest, but it, it's 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 on every scale, and people should take precautions because there's volatility coming, and it's not going to be just in the markets as as you know Haiti and Germany and Cuba and everywhere else. It seems like um, apparently are 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 experiencing and realizing. It's turning faster, and I, I don't want to kick this this horse too much, but. Um... What I was saying is, you know, all these generations of coming are coming of age, right? Um, like I'm the oldest millennial and now uh, many more tens of millions of millennials are coming of age faster, right? Like I started having kids a couple of years ago and bought my house, but now there's like 70 million more uh, millennials that are doing that. And on down the road to uh, Generation Y getting older after them. And, and I guess the quick thing I wanted to say is... Um, I was talking about leveling up. Yeah, you're going to have to choose, right? That's what the fourth turning is all about, rising uh, to the occasion, taking uh, the system uh, as it is and, and turning it into uh, something new. And, and it's interesting to watch people uh, step up. You know, we're still waiting for a leader to emerge. It's certainly not Trump and it's certainly not Mr. Biden, right? That's not like the leader of the next generation, either of them. <laughs> And, you know, I got my little uh, sorry for another little tangent, but I got my mailer for my local elections the other day. And there's a lot of little towns in Spokane County. One I live in is Cheney. There's a couple of other ones um, that are small, you know, uh, five, 10,000 people living in them, 15,000 people. And they have city councils. And so um, when you run for city council, um, you get a book that everyone gets in their mailbox and it has whatever information you want to submit, your picture, and your past experience, your qualifications, your platform, whatever. And so I thoroughly enjoy reading that publication because <laughs> uh, I love my fellow man. And so um, I was reading some of the uh, qualifications and this one lady, you know, she's a millennial, obviously. Um, she was running against the entrenched mayor in uh, Deer Park, Washington, and her qualifications were None, and I'm probably overqualified. <laughs> and so, this new generation, I don't think, is messing around like these. Nah, they're not playing. Running, they're running for office, man. And this other guy's platform was, you know, this is what he said. Like, it, this is type. It's like a type paragraph. I was watching the city council meetings during COVID, and they were really horrible. And I heard somebody ask how we could spend less money and the city council was only interested in how we could increase taxes more than two percent and i thought well i better shut up or or, or run for office so here i am <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for office nick how can i support the campaign no it's not me but uh another <laughs> young gentleman. so i think i think they're coming and, and that's what you were saying is uh yeah, uh, it's starting to turn, right? It is starting to turn. I've always advocated that you should look into being able to buy your own lobbyist if you're well off enough to be able to do that. Um, depending, you know, that could be on a city level, you get a proxy, right? You can back somebody that shares a similar philosophy and, and, and life view and, you know, is willing to think critically. Um, because again, thinking critically is a good thing, right? I mean, that's been fucking polarized now with this critical race theory thing, which apparently became a talking point in the last month or so. And um, nobody really knows what it is. I guess the government and certain states don't want to talk about the history of racism in America and things that happened. And I say, shouldn't we 
like discuss things that are factual, like and what happened, and so that we could be better at it. Um, it's just it's 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 insane out there, Nick. The amount of bizarroness is at all time highs. I haven't uh, even clicked on the critical race theory articles yet because I can only imagine. Um, and so I've stayed away, away from the critical race thing, but it seems like uh, the right is always worried about schooling for one reason or another, indoctrination or liberal education or whatever it is. To me, it's just another one of the things that it's going to get filed away as noise in the uh, annals of history. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there, were, there was a 15-year-old that went up to a, a city council meeting, actually, and they were having this debate. And the adults were having this debate. And at one point, one of the adults told the other adults, like, are we talking about the same thing? Like, we're, we're not. This isn't a curriculum thing that we're proposing to make shit up. We're just proposing that you teach the things that happened, right? And mm-hmm. um, and then and, and the 15-year-old got up, and I thought she was pretty eloquent. And she said, um, I had never heard about certain things until... We were allowed to talk about it. Why wouldn't you allow us to talk about something that happened so we can learn from it and try not to repeat it and be better? And I just thought, you know, again, this younger generation has a lot more common sense than we give them credit for. Good. So, so I'm hopeful. We've been deviated away from the mean of common sense for sure. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Back to the markets, everybody. 25 minutes later, gold. 1811 was the closing here today on Friday, which is when we record. Silver pulled back a bit today, 2563. Energy got hit um, a little bit um, this week. Copper's back up to 427, looking strong. The 10 year, as I mentioned, down to 130. The dollar's sitting actually pretty good right now, almost uh, at the 93 level. I was encouraged to see gold go higher alongside the dollar. That's been encouraging to see, uh, despite the pullback today, $17 pullback. But your thoughts, Nick, you've had your finger on the pulse of, you know, the correlation between the 10-year and the gold price. Um, how are you feeling? You mentioned, we're uh, getting, yeah? We're getting closer. Uh, you know, we're getting, we're, we're getting closer. And so uh, you mentioned energy pulling back. I, of course, have had people positioned in energy since last November. It's been the absolute best performing S&P sector of the market for the first uh, half of the year. I believe the XLE returned something like 44% in the first six months, which if you're a student of the market, you'll know is something like four to five times an annual return of the entire market. And so energy has um, been on fire and, of course, has been um, non-transitorily inflating, Gerardo, for the past uh, six to eight months. And it's starting to uh, change a little bit. Like you said, it uh, energy got its uh, ass handed to it in, in the past market. If it was the best performing sector, it's been uh, one of the worst over the past week or 10 days, while other defensive sectors um, start to outperform defensive things like uh, real estate and utilities, for example. And so... Um, I recommended a REIT last week in Foundational Profits, which uh, is the monthly letter where I sort of try to navigate these bigger moves in the in the in, in the cycles of the market, right? And so uh, we started buying a REIT at the low end of the of the housing market. We were just talking about how people are getting priced out and can't afford uh, homes, where real estate prices are still going up and um, are one of the things that do well in a defensive environment. And so I started buying. Uh, like manufactured, a manufactured home REIT, for example, that owns uh, basically trailer parks and marinas. And that's already been 
doing well. You asked about the rates and uh, gold. Very importantly, um, rates have broken down. Yes, um, yes. And so that's what was needed for gold to go higher. We've been saying that for months and months and months. Uh, support for the 10-year yield was at something like 1.3%, like you mentioned. It did uh, pierce below that, uh, 1.29% or something. And so um, while not every metric has switched, um, that's a big one. Like bond yields are a big one. And as a result, gold has uh, started to switch, now going uh, back over $1,800 and um I don't know. I was buying like Kinross today, for example, hmm. what, I, what I was doing. And so um, I think it's time to, to start looking. Um, what else do I want to say? Um, sorry, it's a long answer. What else did you ask about? No, I, I don't I, think the bull market's over yet. You had VIX on yeah. there. And so yep. uh, the VIX hasn't, it, it spiked up again, like it's done every month for the past seven, but uh, it hasn't done it yet. And so I think this is your, uh, what do they call it? Uh, wall of worry right this is the the melt up is what i've been hearing right agreed agreed you know there's a lot of armchair economists out there that are saying you know the recent earnings that we 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 got from these major companies uh, this is as good as it's going to get for the rest of the year and you know i i i don't think that people isolate the economy from the stock market often enough i think they conflate the two way too often. And again, the economy is not the stock market. Uh, two very different things. And I think there's a lot of you know capital flows that, that, that indicate that the major U.S. indices are going to continue to be pretty robust here uh, for the rest of the year. But with that being said, we, we, we have to talk about COVID and cases rising again and this Delta variant that's apparently more contagious. And, you know, I, I, I think that's going to provide co- cover for... Yep. You know, the, 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 the parts of our government that are looking for an excuse to say we have to continue with these child tax credits and stimulus and everything else that we can come up with um, to make sure that those with exposure to financial assets keep doing well. And again, I don't think that's being priced into the market. You know, we're talking multi-trillion dollar uh, the stimulus packages. We're talking you know, discussions for a follow-up package after that. And we haven't even factored in um, this Delta variant. And look, it's a virus. I don't care if you're an anti-vaxxer or a vaxxer or think it's a hoax. You think you have a microchip in you, you get free internet. I don't know. People believe a lot of crazy shit nowadays. But whatever you believe, you know, we we have history as somewhat of a guide when it comes to viruses. And the bottom line is, this isn't going to be a thing that's a one-off. Like viruses just don't function that way. And it's not a coincidence to me that in, 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 in states where people are really resistant to the vaccine, and again, no judgments as long as you take accountability for the consequences, um, in those states is where we're seeing the fastest increase in COVID cases and, and more importantly, hospitalizations again, right? Back yep. during, yeah, during the pandemic, we always talked about, well, cases are cases, but how many of those are, are serious? We're starting to see more hospitalizations and even more concerning, we're seeing it among the young and the, and the common denominator tends to be those that haven't been vaccinated. Not a lot to add there. I mean, not a lot to add there except um, <laughs> the common sense again, right? Like um, get vaccinated, right? It makes sense. What I, what I saw this week that didn't make sense is LA is trying to make vaccinated people wear masks. That doesn't make sense. They're vaccinated. 
Like we got to we got to <laughs> have the messaging that's real, right? Like um, if the vaccination works and uh, the people who are being hospitalized are the unvaccinated, then uh, then leave me alone. Wear a mask if you're exactly right. And so um, the polarization yeah. of nuttiness, Nick. Exactly right. And so no, a hundred percent exactly right. The only thing uh, I would add there is not about the virus, but what you started with about the the earnings and, and the inflation, um, you know, inflation's all good when, when earnings are cranking, um, when you're coming out of the lowest baseline, maybe not the lowest, but well, that was a lot of all, uh, all time lows. Yeah. <laughs> the lowest historic baseline, certainly for oil went fucking negative. And so, you know, when you're rocketing out of a global lockdown and earnings, um, year over year are uh, strong, then the earnings growth can uh, outweigh the inflation. But when that that earnings and that productivity slows, like it is now, because we're not coming out of the such a deep trench of a, of a global lockdown, I hope I'm making sense. When that growth slows, uh, it can't uh, keep pace with or overpower the uh, inflation and that portends change in the market, which is the rotation into the defective defensive sectors. So, um, I hope that made sense. And yeah, I think that these indices can continue to hit all time highs, but I think they do it with different sectors, uh, moving higher. And, and, and well said, and we said this a, a few weeks ago, you, you pointed to it, how, you know, you go to the store and maybe that loaf of bread is still, let's say $2, um, there's less bread in there, right? And maybe that can of pasta or tomato paste or whatever you're buying um, is still 95 cents, uh, but there's less in it, you know? And so, I mean, I don't know, Nick, I, I don't know about you, but you know, if, 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 if I'm a, if I'm uh, a strip club aficionado and my lap dance is all of a sudden half a song, I'm going to notice that, right? <laughs> if, um, you know, on, on the female end of it, if you go see the Chippendales and they got to start wearing shirts now because they can't afford to work out because it's all so expensive, you're going to notice. And I just don't know what it's going to take for people to really get upset about the fact that going back to the Fed and the central bankers, um, it's a war on those that have to check these things, right? If, if, if a gallon of milk goes from five to $10 and it doesn't change your bottom line, you don't care as much as the person that is budgeting to the last penny to make sure that there's internet access for the kids, enough gas money to get to and from work and enough, just enough for food, right? You start increasing the price of everything or you start decreasing the amount that you're getting for the same amount of money, you're gonna start noticing. And I just don't know what it's gonna take for people to really get upset about it in this country because in Cuba, they're pissed. That's it. Yeah, because they're pissed. I was going to make a joke about organic $6 whole milk, but let's talk about Cuba. <laughs> let's talk about Cuba. You know, we have a, a, a policy in place. I actually want to hear your joke, Nick. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> well, no, it was just that, you know, you were saying the milk goes from $5 to $10. And I was going to say, I'm already paying six something for organic whole milk. Fucking 10, I don't know how many gallons we drink a week with three kids. Jesus. But yeah, no, you're right. If the organic milk goes to ten dollars, I'm still buying the, the kids the the organic milk, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's a whole different problem, which Mr. Dines has been writing about for a long time. Another tangent, but um, you know, the affluent buying the organic produce and uh, meats and things. I think if you look at a, a cancer chart, probably even now, but certainly in 25 years, you're going to see a vast uh, 
discrepancy between the affluent cancer rates and the and the lower class cancer rates. I'm pretty sure that already exists, but and that that's the reason why, and it speaks to some of the things we've already talked about in this podcast. Agreed, agreed. Um, we have to talk this uh, pullback in the uranium sector. The last time you and I spoke two weeks ago, or you know, a week ago, two episodes ago, you said that you were looking and you had a list, and and, and same here. Um, at, at uranium names that you like and that you hadn't quite got the pullback you were looking for to pull the trigger on some of those names. I know you pulled the trigger on one recently um, and we talked a bit off air, but how are you feeling about where the uranium names are now, share price and market cap wise, relative to where they were a month and a half or two months ago, right? It's, it's, it's pulled back a good 30, sometimes 40%. I think it was a healthy pullback and healthy enough for me to make a recommendation you got a bit of support here if I'm just looking broadly at the uranium equity stock charts across the board. A bit of support here for them to consolidate, with, which I would expect. And that's what I'm expecting. If they don't hold here, there's a, a bit lower to go, right? It could be one of those uh, famous false starts in the uranium space that we've experienced so much of. But a lot's different now. Um, it's different this time, right, Gerardo? Um, it's always uh, different this time. No, but you do got the Sprott thing coming. <laughs> Big and deal. There's a lot, there's a lot more uh, physical pounds being bought by companies and um, nuclear is more, you know, you know, all the things nuclear is being more accepted as a, as a, a, a green fuel. And that's quite important right now, as you know. And so, um, no, I think it's a, it's a good consolidate. It's a good pullback. And I think you, you get a bit of a, a consolidation here. Agreed. Agreed. And tying it back into, um, you know, the, the conversation we were having about Cuba. Look, this is, you know, this is a, a nation that has had, just the most repressive conditions internally and externally for decades on end. And I am not in the habit of speaking on countries or cities or situations that I am not intimately familiar with. I happen to have some friends that that, that have close ties to Cuba. So I, I, I hear a lot of the different um, dialogue that goes on, but you don't have to be, you know, Cuban or in Cuba or have family in Cuba to know that if there's been an embargo in place, put on by the U.S. for, you know, over half a century um, for beef with Castro back in the days, right? Um, and 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 now, you know, and, and, and for decades, internally, the administrations in Cuba have, have, you know, done as much as they could with the little that they can. At the end of the day, the Castros and, 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 and you know, everyone else that's in power aren't the ones that are going without. It's always the people. And I think, you know, the people have had enough. I think this is, um, when you get to dirty hospitals and a lack of medicine and a lack of doctors and Cuba has like the largest percentile on a percentile basis, right? Of, of, of educated doctors around the world when you can't get medicine, um, and food, that's gonna that's gonna make for for a turn. And the way that you know the Cuban government is handling it, at least what's shown on TV, doesn't look like that's a situation that's calming down anytime soon. And then you couple that with what's going on in Haiti, which I mean, anybody that knows the history of, you know, I, I don't want to say the U.S. and the CIA, but let's just say government agencies and the intelligence community, that has all the hallmarks of that. And that's way above my pay grade, but. Come on. Um, have you followed that story at all, Nick? A tiny, tiny bit. I've seen the the Spanish speakers. I've seen, what was it, like a recruitment of a, a team to put together to go basically do the deed. Um, 
that's yeah i looked into it uh, in a cursory capacity couldn't believe that it didn't uh, get more press to be honest uh, assassination oh uh, you you uh, couldn't you uh, couldn't believe it country, right? <laughs> you yeah. Could, you well, could. yeah i could believe it but yeah no. you could believe it so let, let, let's give it some press 20 hired guns from colombia former um military and mercenary people from colombia a former Haitian guerrilla. These are the people that were arrested, the so-called people that, that committed this murder are implicated in it. Um, a convicted cocaine smuggler. You got to have one of those for the movie, right? Um, and of course, a DEA informer called Whiskey because what's a good coup? <laughs> Who without a DEA informer called Whiskey? Again, it'll make the movie that much funner, folks. I promise you. Um, this has all the hallmarks, all the hallmarks of a coup. And we pause just for one second. Let me give everybody just some geographical context. So uh, Cuba, of course, 90 miles south of uh, Miami, just off the tip of Florida. Haiti, just to the east of Cuba, closer to Cuba than Cuba is to Florida. So Haiti and Cuba uh, right next to each other there. And then uh, not attached to Colombia because Haiti, of course, is an island with the Dominican Republic and uh, Colombia is... Uh, in South America. And so go. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you said it well. So we have Cuba on, you know, the, 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 the southern right part of, of, of you know, the, the United States south of the U.S., right? You have Cuba, you have Haiti, you see the instability, you see what's going on there. You look in Mexico and I could speak on that because, you know, that personally affects me. It's fucking civil war that's lasted for over 11 years now with no end in sight. The corruption is as bad as it's ever been. Um it, it uh, again, um, I, I don't want to get on a rant about that because I'll be here forever. But it seems to me like there is a very deliberate uh, plan to destabilize as many fragile countries as humanly possible. And then apparently Mother Nature's in on it because Flagstaff, Arizona's got floods, you know, that it's never had. Germany, just 126 people died from flooding there. Um it's a lot to take in, Nick. It's a lot to take in. And I'm joking about the weather. Obviously, the weather's not in on it. But my point is, it, it, the, the, the volatility is getting, it's, it's getting at that tipping point. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't think the Cuba thing and, 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 and the thing in Haiti are, are, are coincidences. I've, I've, I've read too much and been around too much to, to, to know better, just like I didn't think that it was a coincidence that right around the same time that Mexico started getting really unstable in 2010 all of a sudden all the cartel guys had hoods on for the most part and you know all of a sudden they all had israeli and u.s weapons and missile launchers and all the other stuff and we can't figure that out as 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 you know as a country here in the u.s we can't provide any kind of help or support um other than guns apparently right um too many coincidences for me i don't know that, that'll be my conspiracy tinfoil hat um rant for the day wow you know, conspiracies in recent years have uh, proven more true than not, right? I mean, even the aliens are real. And it's not even a big deal because it's 2021, baby. And like you say, the writers are hard at work this year trying to upend 2020. Cosby's free and Brittany, a grown rich woman, is finally allowed to hire her own attorney. Now, this sounds like something got corrected in the universe. Maybe we're headed in the right direction. Good gracious. Let Britney live, everyone. Let Britney live. Um, let's go back to the markets. There was, 
you know how like junior resource companies, when they have shitty news, they always put it out like on Friday evening after the market close, hoping that everybody's so excited about their weekend plans that they're like, whatever, you know, it, it was, you know, zero meters of anomalies, right? Um, or options issuances. Or, oh yeah, I got a bunch of those today. That's all fun. Um, <laughs> so it was interesting to me that there was news, an, an official release from the U.S. Department of the Treasury just about an hour or so ago. And so Secretary of the Treasury, Ms. Janet Yellen, will convene a meeting of the President's Working Group on Financial Markets to discuss, you heard it here first over a month ago, stable coins. That's a pretty quick call to a meeting um, for a government that moves pretty slow on everything else. And here's the statement that, that, that I thought was really curious. Secretary Yellen said, in light of the rapid growth in digital assets, it is important for the agencies to collaborate on the regulation of this sector and the development of any recommendations for new authorities. What did you take from that sentence, Nick? <laughs> we about to tax y'all. We about to tax y'all. So not only are we going to print the money, not only are we going to give the money away, not only are we going to make it to where anybody that doesn't have exposure to financial assets is, 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 is going to be in a hole that they're, that they're not even digging. We're going to make you smile while we do it. And guess what? Recommendations for new authorities. It means new authorities are coming. Collaborating on the regulation of this sector means the sector will be re regulated. And I caution, I caution, um, people should watch this. If you're, if you have crypto exposure, um, this is the time. And the time actually was a month and a half ago or so when we said it was. But this is the time to really take inventory of your crypto holdings and see what you own because. I think the days of Elon Musk being able to move something 40 or 50% um, just as a fuck you to regulators by, by, by you know, a, a meme or a tweet, I think those days are slowly but surely starting to come to an end. Now, for, 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 for the stable coins, for the Bitcoins, um, for some of the better, you know, coins that actually have merit, and we talked about that at length, so I won't get into it again. I think there's a bright, bright future, but... Just be careful out there if uh, you know if you're gambling in the in the casino. Know that's what you're doing. It's only taken them ten years. Um, regulation doesn't just mean tax either. It could mean you ain't allowed to do this. Um, and so, pay attention to it for sure. Uh, also interesting that uh, it continues to gain traction. The legitimate coins you're talking about. Another major announcement by Jack Dorsey this week that Square is creating a company to uh, specifically focus on decentralized finance yep. with applications for Bitcoin and things. And so it's uh, the quote unquote real cryptocurrencies uh, aren't going away. Agreed. And likely getting more valuable if we continue with current monetary and economic policy. Well, and to go back to who the system is, uh, a reach for it. Wouldn't it be convenient <laughs> if they just uh, regulated all the shit coins uh, out of existence and then you were finally able to have securities based on the uh, coins or the cryptos that the, the government deemed acceptable for their chosen uh, financial institutions to then sell you products on? By the government, we mean JP Morgan and Deutsche Bank. 
<laughs> and all of these um, funds and banks and BlackRock that have, you know, miraculously gotten ahead of the curve here the last few years and all of a sudden decided that they were going to go ahead and facilitate um, speculating on these assets, right? And so, yeah, if 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 you can if you can read a little writing on the wall, it's it's been on the wall for a long time. But again, it's a turning point because they're now openly telling you what comes next. Like Powell is openly telling you, I will give the banks a heads up and the markets a heads up when I decide to change something. And unless the market forces his hand, that's exactly how it's going to play out. I'm not sure a BlackRock sponsored Bitcoin ETF is what Satoshi had in mind. <laughs> we might never know. Um, and oh, and if, yeah, but, you know, and if, if, if you didn't believe in this volatility thing, the fucking moon is wobbling. I saw it. I just want to play the song. Wobbledy, wobbledy, <laughs> wobbledy, wobbledy. I have another one that comes to mind. Wobble, 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 wobble. Adi, 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 adi. But I'll leave that one alone. Um... Yeah, no, look, um, there's a flip in the natural moon cycle that happens to coincide with rising seas from climate change that a NASA study says will cause rapid and dramatic increases in flooding along U.S. coastlines, not like when I'm 90 or 80, by the mid-2030s, Nick, like next 14 years or so, um... They say that changes in the coming decades to the angle of the moon's orbit and its alignment with the earth and sun will amplify the effects of sea level rise, leading to a sharp rise in high tide flooding in coastal communities. Um, again, climate change doesn't care what your political or personal beliefs are. The climate just changes, right? And again, I won't get into a rant about how government abuses real climate change to try to tax the hell out of everybody and make a power grab. We all know that's what's happening on both sides of it. But um, I, I, I think this is probably something that our communities on the coast should take seriously. And I hope it's something that people prepare for because the mid-30s comes really quick. Uh, we might get an Aerosmith song in a Bruce Willis movie, it sounds like. Well, we got Jeff and we got Elon and we have Richard that are, you know, making sure it's going to be all good, right? I'm sure there's no coincidence on why they all of a sudden want to make sure they can get to and from the moon or Mars or space. They're going to stabilize it for us. I think Elon actually might have like a heads up on the other two. You know, he's got underground tunnels and rockets. He can go low and high. He can go high and low. <laughs> Everybody loves it when you go high and low, Nick. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to get into the FBI and the SAR thing. We'll do that next week because that's sick and disgusting. And I don't want to end on that uh, on that note. But let's, let's, um, let's talk about one last form. We talked about critical race theory, right? And, 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 and how controversial that is, despite the fact that it really shouldn't be controversial if, if we stick to the facts. But um, did you hear about COVID insurance that you have to take out if you decide you are not going to be vaccinated? I didn't, although I've heard of, you know, increasing workplaces and institutions requiring vaccination. What's the, what's the insurance? So 
there are cruise lines, and this is being discussed on 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 a larger level by airlines and other other you know travel institutions um, that are now implementing a surcharge for passengers that do not have a vaccination record. And so if you haven't got your vaccine, you're going to pay a different price and you're being forced or asked to um, take out a COVID insurance so that if they have to haul your ass in a helicopter to the hospital when you're on your swingers vacation, you pay for it and not the cruise line. Seems fair. Well, depends on the vacation, I guess, right? (laughs) And last but not least, I have to mention it because say what you say about the man. He always delivers a laugh. Um, The Trumpsters back in the headlines. Did you you see see the Don back? Gosh, what did I see? Uh, (laughs) Transfer of control or they fired their CFO? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Actually, he, uh, he... he, here's fucking CNN again with their dumbass first sentence. Former President Donald Trump bathed in the adulation of an adoring crowd at the Conservative Political Action Conference Sunday. Can oh, you imagine? CPAC? CPAC. He won the know. informal straw poll by a lot, right? And the funny thing to me about this whole thing was he said, well, it's a good thing I won because if not, I just would have told you that I don't believe the poll. <laughs> and it was fraudulent. <laughs> Classic. So again, everybody, the Don ain't lying to you anymore. Pal ain't lying to you anymore. Yellen is not lying to you anymore. It's all out there for anybody that cares to open their eyes and take a look what's outside the window from time to time because they are not even making the stuff up anymore. They're not making excuses. They're just telling you. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was, um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> you, you want to hear what the big issues at CPAC were? I also want to know who else was in the straw poll. <laughs> well, um, uh, of course, uh, uh, DeSantos from, from Florida, right? Oh, right. The, 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 the protege, right? The protege. Um, yeah, uh, DeSantis, DeSantis, not DeSanto, excuse me. DeSantis was backed right. by 68% of CPAC attendees in the second question, omitting the former president on the informal poll. So for, for those of you out there, that means that had Trump not been there, he'd have got right. 68% of the vote. Um, but yeah, no, what, when he's there, he's getting 70%. That's how far a wedge there is between Trump leading the party and the funny thing is he's not even a Republican, which makes it even more hilarious. But Trump leading the party and DeSantis being the candidate. There's a gap there of about 49% between those two. And what were the issues? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Critical race theory. Right. Cancel culture. Air quotes. Air quotes. And the hand of government as a looming, again, air quotes, big brother hovering over Americans' lives and decisions during the COVID pandemic. He also insisted, the Trumpster, that his 2020 contest with Joe Biden was rigged. Um, And yeah, um, so, you know, again, Trump's being Trump. 
doing what he does. Doesn't matter if all these places investigated and found that there was no widespread fraud. There was some fraud because there's fraud in every election, but there wasn't any widespread fraud um, as, as, as was alleged. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, again, I'm going to go back to the voting thing. Uh, the Democrats in Texas flew to Washington, D.C., um, to force a no vote, basically, of of the voting rights legislation that Republicans are trying to get passed here in Texas. Um, Rick Scott, Florida senator, because voting rights restrictions is what I call them, is a big thing, apparently, for the Republicans. Uh, Rick Scott said that voter ID is not racist. It's not classist. The goal is maximum participation and zero fraud, period, which, again— if the goal is zero fraud and to encourage maximum participation, then why restrict the hours like they're doing here in Texas or trying to? Why make it to where I can't drive more than two people to the polling station without committing a crime, a misdemeanor, but a crime nonetheless? Um, why is it that they won't allow for you know the pooling of groups to go to the polling stations? Why is it you know, all the other things that just, again, common sense, just pay attention. They don't want people that can't drive, can't take days off, aren't well off enough to take some vacation time or be able to go vote. They don't want those votes because they know which way those votes tend to lean. Shouldn't be that way. Um, but it is the way that it is. And, and yeah, it's a, it's a wonky time out there, Nick. It's incredible because they're spending all their time not serving their constituents, but uh, just trying to change the rules to uh, stay in power. And I'm not necessarily sure what staying in power begets them or the people given uh, the state of the grid and uh, women's health and otherwise. And, and, and this goes for both sides. I know that the voter restriction issue is a, a, a Republican thing, but you know, I also know that the handouts and the socialism is a, a left thing and they'll watch what's going on in, in Venezuela and other places and, and not think twice about continuing to yep. uh, pursue uh, that agenda. And so, um, yeah, you, you think the people would um, ultimately, I guess I don't understand partisanship, which is nothing new because I'm, I'm not on, on either side, but I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Like what being even uh, conservative or Democrat really even means anymore. They don't um, know. They don't <laughs> right, know. Right. Exactly right. And so, yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, I, I hear people like um, who are conservative because their parents are conservative and uh, are Trump supporters and even friends of mine. And then I'll hear them talk about, you know, how their parents are the same and how their parents had, you know, friends that were in DC on January 6th. And then I'll hear them in the very next breath, talk about how they can continue uh, on their unemployment benefits. Right. Like um, when in you think theory, those political ideologies would have to be juxtaposed, but they're not because what did you say? We're just amplifying nuttiness. The polarization of nuttiness. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and, I don't even, yeah. Some yeah. people, I don't think even know why they, whatever, support Trump other than um, that's what they were told and they don't know anything else. And, and same for the other side. And so uh, I'll continue just <laughs> worrying about myself, I guess. That's it. And I have to credit 
the the author of that quote, which is Mr. Michael Hudson of Moss and Gold um, and Hannon Metals. It, it was a private conversation him and I had, and I, I loved the quote so much that I told him I would use it, but I also told him I would credit him for it. So thank you, Mike. I know you listen. Uh, appreciate the... Uh, the, 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 I, I think that's going to have to be the title for this episode, Nick. I don't see a, a better title. Um, um, there you I, go. Yeah, I think that's it. Mr. Hodge. I'm what a blind you, squirrel anyway, so that, it's perfect. Just trying to get a nut, man. Just trying to get a nut. And it is the weekend. And on that note, I am going to bid you all adieu. Anything that you're looking for in the markets this next week or that you need to get off your chest, Nick, before, uh, before we get out of here? What am I looking at? Um... Still the REITs, looking to see if this volatility uh, increases or if these stocks are going to uh, continue higher. Uh, Stargas, of course, and then um, starting to position back in gold a bit more strongly, I'd say. And uranium. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like it. I like it. We'll leave it there. Um, that's it. Be safe out there, everybody. Enjoy the week. I am Gerardo Del Real along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 126 of Bizarro World. Be kind to each other. Look for common sense and things that unite, not that divide. And uh, that's all I got. Say bye for us, Nick. See ya.